It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way fucking easier outside the cage. That was a little uh, Joey Diaz shout mm-hmm. out, by the way. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Not great. Why not great? What's going on, man? We have just discovered, and I don't know if this is accurate, every indication from this person seems to be that this is 100% the truth. But we have recently received information via Kit Dale and his Facebook page that he will no longer be competing at Metamorphs 4. And you just broke this news to me, which mm-hmm. as <laughs> I had to do, we had to do a quick five minute cool. It was like, let's just go do our breathing exercises and let Kevin calm down. We definitely didn't um, start the podcast for about 30 minutes just so that Kevin could <laughs> process it. Would you like to explain why, Raph? Because you tend to have a knack for explaining this with a little less anger. I'll try. I don't know that I I have a lot of objectivity on this one. But let's let's – I'll just read you what he says, okay? Okay, perfect. It really saddens me to tell you all that I will no longer be competing at Metamorphs 4. I've been training really hard for this and was looking forward to putting on a really good fight with Gary – Unfortunately, it became impossible for the film crew to come out and film my prep in adequate time before the event. Let's stop here. We'll come back to it in a second. Yeah, Kev, I think what, that's the important part. What are the words that catch your ear in that statement? That the film crew doing the – and you know what? Let me just compliment Metamorphos. I love their mm-hmm. – preview videos i think they're really cool they're some of the most amazing videos yes they're in no way germane to the fight going through um (laughs) but i think they're really cool you and i are both you and i both have advanced degrees in strategic communication so let me let me just tell you metamorris what i see this is either a lie or it's incredibly stupid (laughs) one of the two I'm You're saying you had to throw your <laughs> educational credentials. Well, you know, that. <laughs> it's a podcast, so I can't hold up my diploma. Um, sure. But I do like to make it known <laughs> that we're coming from a place where we study a lot of strategic communication. We've read about as much possible case scenarios about communication as any two people should should. And this is one of those times where your saying that one of your very top build fighters, one of your marketed fighters, actually two of, because Gary Tonin amongst the jiu-jitsu community is a huge name, and we love seeing him fight. And I don't know why, but the idea of him fighting Kit Dale was a really interesting fight to me. You're saying that the world's most foreseeable problem is preventing you from moving forward with the fight. Doesn't sound real to me. And why would you cancel a fight because you can't do a video with the world's easy, most easy-to-view person? Like, just have Kit Dale do a stupid video. What's, what's hard about this? Honestly, if you just had Kit Dale do an Instagram, it would probably get more views than doing an actual 30-minute video edit of him. <laughs> just as a note. This is strange. This, is this not the strangest reason you've heard for no jiu-jitsu? I've heard of people no-showing. I've heard of people getting injured and those things have become standard if you would this is original i will give them that no (laughs) that's the first time i've ever seen it i agree it is original but could you imagine the ufc calling off a fight because they couldn't get the pre-packaged video like (laughs) 
if they had one of those UFC prime times with Johnny Hendricks versus Robbie Lawler again, and they go, guys, guys, no, the video crew's in here, the fight's off. Terrible news. We couldn't see what Robbie Lawler's family looks like after he trains and talk to his dietitian. So we're just going to reschedule this title bout for another time. Everyone's good? Everyone's fine with that? This is ridiculous. This is really stupid. I don't know where to start. So, okay, did they not predict? Could they not foresee that this might be a problem? And here's, Raph, in addition to their banning of press, Mm -hmm. it feels like maybe... They've not put the investment in for a PR person that they should. It feels like their PR strategy is starting to get dangerously. Um, Kev, I don't know where to go on this. Let me let me start here. Flawed. Um. Well, okay. Where do where do you start on this? I get. Okay, I don't let's, know. Let's, let's. It doesn't make any sense. Let's address this. I guess letting the fighters make the announcement themselves is also interesting. Uh, an interesting choice. Uh, because with Kit Dale, my first reaction was, this better not be a fucking practical joke. It is too early in the goddamn morning, Kit Dale. <laughs> I am not in the mood for this. And Kit Dale's a friend of the podcast. So obviously we we were hoping that we would get to see him compete. And I think the community was excited because I think of the uncertainty between uh, him and Gary. I think people thought it would be a good fight. And uh, at the very least, you'd get to see something entertaining in the buildup. I mean, the two of them were having the most fun actually talking shit to each other. So it already felt like a different Metamorphs card because I don't think we've ever seen any two Metamorphs competitors uh, joke, trash talk one another. No, uh, not so really well. It had uh, a nice feeling of something different. And um, I don't know. So is the question, is there another secret match? Is Is there a question... <laughs> That the secret match is now booked for 40 minutes. Uh, yeah. And what you're alluding to in terms of a press person, I mean, it's entirely possible, this is breaking news, that tomorrow we get a press note from Metamorphs officially, or we just get a note from Kit Dale that says, ha fool you, but... I hope. <laughs> I hope. The one thing that Kit did put on here on all of his comments was, it was just, no, not joking, really sad. And it, it includes this part in his letter that just says, but they will be doing everything they can to get me on the next one, as they know many of you were looking forward to our match. So hopefully you guys will see a more improved version of me competing at Metamorphs 5. As always, thanks for your understanding and support. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to read out all the, the S's. That's how many Thank there you. were there. Hashtag Metamorphs. Uh, hashtag BJJ. Hashtag Kitdale. <laughs> Nicely done, Raph. Very Thank thorough. You. Thank Here's you. what I don't understand. I don't get why. Like, so you were able to get Chael Sonnen, whose video is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, you were able to do this awesome profile of JT Torres tackling Andre Galvan <laughs> in the video. Which is great. His, I love that. Birthday party. Which, I by the too. way, we, we haven't talked about this, and we'll bring it up on the next edition of uh, Around the Mat, which is coming, you guys. Um, but <laughs> I love that they made Andre Galvan and JT T-1000s. I agree. We should do that for your wedding. We should do a video that just like should, it's like Kevin runner up Copa Nova white belt division. <laughs> just, <laughs> good. That's uh, we'll put that suggestion in the spectator. <laughs> it's even better if you Once, put white belt spectator at Copa. Yeah. <laughs> Bought Metamorris two. <laughs> live cast online stream ADCC live cast watcher 
uh, Twitter participant. That's not bad. So great videos, except what a what a shot in the pills. And we'll talk about this more, but we'll we'll shelve the Metamorphous anger. This is just breaking news. Yeah. It's not good for for the prediction of how this Metamorphous card keeps building up. And we want to love you, Metamorphous. We so badly want to. But you just keep doing things that don't quite seem right. Let's stash it away in our emotions like you should. Great. But let's also right. keep it in mind that when we talk with Stuart Cooper next time, I think this is a great question to ask you. It's like, so, Stuart, have they ever canceled a fight because one of your documentaries wasn't ready? <laughs> no? He's going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, we just we've heard that know. without the proper video package it can mm-hmm. be very problematic. I'm so questionable on their narratives. I don't know how this fight will go. <laughs> what if I don't know exactly what he's been doing to train? Uh, Raph, there have been a lot of UFC fights this week. Yes. So let's transition to talk about, and this is uh, this has been a fun conversation. The fighter rankings. The vastly becoming toughest division in the UFC, arguably it is already, mm. uh, Donald Cerrone knocks the shit out of Jim Miller with that mm. kick again. This is a pretty stunning knockout. Donald Cerrone, who does he fight next? Who you got the him world. up next? Benson Henderson, maybe? That'd be a great fight. You can make the argument that he could fight anybody in that division, and... You know, he actually makes the argument, uh, I guess, himself when he says that he doesn't care who they put in front of him. He has literally said he will agree to any fight uh, the UFC He said one other thing, too. He said this division or 145. Interesting. He made that very clear that he was willing to fight in either division, which I thought was – I was like, wait, go back. Somebody ask him a follow-up. No, damn it. Come on, people. And they didn't. (laughs) They just let it go. But yeah. that would be fun to see him uh, possibly coming out. And, then, you know, that that division's been pretty well owned by Jose Aldo. So it would be uh, interesting. No Donald way, Cerrone. Donald Cerrone. <laughs> um, another big win for Edson Barbosa. Mm-hmm. He beat the shit out of Evan Dunham. Very good. This was a fun card. Just lots of knockouts. Can I ask you, what was... Did you announce what the the knockout is? Like Kevin and I were talking off air how we get really mad how for jiu-jitsu practitioners, they don't say what the submission is all the time consistently. We think you share this feeling. Uh, our theory is that they don't know what the submission is most of the time, so they just go, and winner by submission! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this guy! Uh, so, Kev, in this case, it was a knockout for Barboza, but what was the knockout? Uh, I really don't remember. I got to tell uh, you. Uh, I'll be completely honest. I will I will let you know this, Kevin. It was a liver kick and punches. So it is credited as a liver kick plus punches equals knockout. He did hit him really hard in the liver a few liver times, by the way. It, ooh, oof. My, I didn't know yeah. that's how you could knock someone out, but I love it. Yeah, well, <laughs> TKO you, for or stoppage. you know, TKO liver kick, my man. TKO liver kick. That's my new. I gotta find out how to do that. Um, and Rick Story won via submission, and our our pal Jessamine Duke did not win. She did not. Not way. this go around. No, 
but there's but, uh, we, plenty. We of have time. word that uh, she had to get surgery, I guess, on her hand after the fight. We have word that it is a okay and she is recovering well. So we wish our best to our friend Jessamine, and we'll talk with you soon. And performance of the night, we do need to chat about this, <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> Lucas Martin's uh, slow mo KOs Alex White. Mm-hmm. You, we, we found an awesome short video gif of this. If you haven't seen it, you really need to check out. Um, Alex White kind of gets, he stumbles back after getting hit pretty hard, and his right leg works just fine, but then that fucking left leg just doesn't quite find the ground, and he falls, and then gets hammer-fisted into oblivion. But one of the better knockout sequences, and I, I assume they'll continue to show it for Lucas Martin's fights going forward. I guess by the end of this podcast, I'm going to show Kevin one of Ric Flair's greatest flops, and <laughs> I'm going to see if I can compare the two to him, because we like to educate Kevin. But yeah. it is it was very similar to that, where a guy gets knocked, he gets rocked back a little bit, staggers around kind of almost like a drunk person is like i've got and then dead so yeah i i was thoroughly entertained a very very great knockout so that pretty much takes us through new jersey which by the way uh thanks new jersey and i never say that but uh Mm -hmm. apparently this is like one of the first times we've only had two decisions in a while at a card so that felt nice yeah, that was kind of the card moved really fast, and at the end of it, it was just like, oh, holy hell, there was a lot of knockouts. That's why, mm-hmm. partially, you know, UFC would be nice if you'd list them because it can be hard to remember when there are so many. I know that's a new problem. I'm just uh, and kudos just to Brian Stan for filling in uh, because you know Kenny Florian, too good, too good a hair, too good, too great a hair, too great a hair wrap. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, uh, there was a rumor. And we're going to go back to Metamorphs 4. I was going to say, I know where this is headed. That he was going to be the secret match. But they're saying that he's not the secret match. Your thoughts, Kevin? Um, I guess the whole point of the secret match is that we'll find out the day of. And I still think you're right. I don't think they know. I don't think they have a fucking clue. Nope. And if it is Florian, that would be awesome. He would be great. Um, I just were you not then I would say entertained by the idea that at some point they go and the participants in the secret match are our play-by-play commentators Jeff Glover and Kenny Florian. Come on up here. <laughs> that would be cool. And they take off their suits and reveal like cool suit rash guards from head but to toe. I, I do That'd have one awesome. thing that they would have to do. They'd have to do it with commentary as they were fighting. Uh, w- without question. You got to mic them up. You yeah. got to mic them up. I know that sounds difficult. Maybe just bring mics really close. Mm-hmm. Um, have an extra mic guy. Again, these are the types of free advice you're not going to get from us, Metamorphs, because you're not yep. inviting press. You I see, what I'm going for right this. here is a very tricky <laughs> armbar, but Jeff is doing a really good job of defending it and it looks as if he's trying to sucker me into something that i don't see coming too true kenny just... too true <laughs> jeff goes just like oh you oh just got hit in the nuts a little bit hold on that's what I, i'm not stalling i'm just trying to breathe i'm fine i wish um, i could do the kenny florian excited scream yell better but for the sake of resting my time. voice i will not we'll we'll save that for the next time rest your instrument Thank you. rest your instrument when Dana White landed in 
Ireland. He said, <laughs> drinks on me, Ireland. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, I, first of all, this is the one place I don't think you want to make that claim, Dana. Well, they might bankrupt you. I thought, ballsy. Very ballsy. Very ballsy, Dana. You're going to go to a place where people, I, I don't know, is this true, Kevin? You can tell me. You're, you're white. Um, a little Irish, yeah. They, they, the Irish, they aren't known for drinking. Am I correct in this? That is incorrect, Rep. It's the opposite. Oh. It's, uh, oh. they really are known for drinking. Like, it's a Oof. thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll use when JFK, um, was, was assassinated, the White House was like a three day insane party because very Irish Catholic family and you just <laughs> drink it out. Whenever you have a reason, fights are another reason. Dropping you put in. I've been reading. I've been JFK reading. I think that's reference. obvious. <laughs> Doing some reading. So Kevin's frame of reference is now Mad Magazine. In case everyone, yeah, it's called One Nation Under Sex. People's just never mind. Not important right now. Hey, you showed me a rather controversial RNC for Pendrad over Mike King. I did. Cathal, do you feel like King might have taken a little bit of a duck because he was already losing pretty hard? Uh, Be specific on this. I I feel that you were insinuating too much with just that statement. So Cathal does a pretty good rear naked choke and kind of stretches the body out. He's got his hooks in really well. Mm. And Mike King, he seems to have the – he's got the rear naked choke a little on the chin. And when it's a little on the chin, it's very hard to choke someone. In fact, that's a defense for the rear naked choke. You get your chin tucked, and you can keep breathing. It's not the best feeling in the world, but you can keep breathing. Well, Mike King, in like a three-second span, all of a sudden is completely done. And the only way I can think that that might be possible is if he was already gassed as hell. So he was trying to breathe, and when he did, he just completely passed out. But he goes completely asleep in about two seconds worth of choke. Yes. Have you ever fallen asleep within two seconds of a choke? No. Um, I have not Okay. Yet. And I've okay. been choked for multiple seconds before. Just, <laughs> for multiple seconds. <laughs> a lot of experience. <laughs> it goes into the double digits, guys. Um, I don't know how to categorize, because I'm looking at the, the gif of this right now, and it's still confusing uh, I will say I've never been in a rear naked choke from Cajal, so there's that. Sure. Uh, I don't know what that pressure would be like, but yes, it is a little suspect that it is not quite underneath the chin. Uh, I don't know. I, do, I don't know enough about this, but it looks strange it, 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 because it, at the very least you see Mike is trying to defend it. But he definitely goes out in the way that they would check in pro wrestling if your arm was still alive. Yeah. If you had a sleeper hold on and then just like literally passes out. So it, it, it's that kind of a, a thing. And it's it's very strange. So what's your thought, Kevin? Not that you're leading anything here. I think he might have <laughs> just really let it go and gone in dramatic fashion. But Are you insinuating that instead of tapping, he just said, I'm just going to pass out. It's just easier. That's what I'm insinuating. He was just like, okay. fuck it. I'm sleepy as hell. Long flight. Jet lag's <laughs> sleepy real. Sleepy as hell. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. Well, Kevin, I think we've answered why they don't 
announce what the submissions are. Your winner, <laughs> sleepy as hell. Sleepy <laughs> as hell. That would Come be awesome. So McGregor defeats Brando. Nelson yep. defeats our friend Zach Cummings. Gunner yes. is such a great name. Yes. Um, Ian McCall wins via decision. I love it when McCall wins. Yes, and it was very. It was a very good decision. So. Yeah, yeah, there's no disagreements. Um, by large, seem like a good card. Norman Park beats, and I'm only reading this for ever, mostly Rab's benefit, Nayuki Kotani. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, think I nailed that. So. Isn't that a Feeling sword? Pretty good. Um, it might be. It was definitely it a Last Samurai character. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But check that fight out on UFC Fight Pass. I'm Let sure it's me, still there. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere for now. Um, I'll put it to you this way. Oh, but here's the good news. Fight of the night was Cahal and Mike King. So congrats oh, cool. to them. Uh, performance yeah. of the night went to Conor McGregor and Gunnar Nelson, uh, who was super excited just by the look on his face. <laughs> That was a great that was a great thing. Uh, if you don't like us on Facebook, here's a quick plug. Verbal Tap Cast on Facebook. You should because there's some funny stuff. In this case, Tap Snap. I always fuck this up. Your MMA recap. Snap, tap and Thank you. Tap, tap, <laughs> MMA recap. It rhymes, Kevin. What's the problem? <laughs> they had that really funny uh, picture of Gunnar Nelson with all of his expressions, and it is hilarious. It's very funny. It's really funny. Uh, I will say, too, that, uh, Kev, this was a notable card because of the crowd. Did you at all watch this? Well, maybe Dana was still buying drinks for this crowd, but the (laughs) Irish were very loud. They apparently were saying that a rap concert is about 110 decibels. This UFC crowd was 103. Holy shit. Yep. Um, our One of our friends who does photography uh, for all the major events, uh, Esther Lynn, who's amazing, uh, she put on her Facebook, she said, you know what? The one time I forget to bring earplugs. <laughs> and that's uh, the yeah. one. Wolf. But, uh, man, that's, that's a, a really good note. I feel that Dana White will be back there unless his bar tab was that high. But, yeah, probably. I mean. It's it's a really cool place. So it was really nice to see people get that excited about it there. And, and the Irish fans were very vocal and very entertaining. So at the very least, it was kind of cool. Although, Kev, they did do one thing. Olay. Mm-hmm. It was... Just screamed it. Yeah. I don't... But here's why it's comic Do we me. blame them or the Ultimate Fighter cast? I don't know who's at fault for ruining that for us, but I don't know. But, you know, there are a few things funnier than when people who are chanting Olay Olay don't know what to do after it's kind of died down. Yeah. So they get to a point where they're like, ole, 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 someone else cheering, ole. Is there a maestro that can cut Ooh. them off? Like, we need the <laughs> Audience <laughs> so maestro. Really great yeah, that's new a, UFC position. That's a great position. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for that. Thank you. You'd be great at that. Raph, we have Joey Coco Diaz, comedian, yes. actor, podcaster, uh, all-around great cusser, and jiu-jitsu guy that we're going to talk to, and uh, I'm stoked. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. Let's go do it. All right. The time for you has come. Come for me.
for you, my son. Time for you to go back to where it was that you begun. Verbal tap fans, we have. I'm calling you the Houdini of cussing. Joey Coco Diaz on the line also happens to be one of Raf's training partners. Uh, so, Joey, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you, man? Thank you for getting me on the show. I'm stoked. I was my girlfriend and I were listening to you do some stand up. She was like, "Who's on the podcast?" I was like, "Joey Diaz." You know this guy. And uh, you, as you were cussing, we were like, "He's an artist with the cussing. It's really phenomenal." Do you do that while you're doing jujitsu? Do you scream expletives at people? I try. I whisper them in their ear. <laughs> Don't beat me up, you fuck. And they giggle. You know, when you roll with somebody, and they, you know, sometimes you crack a funny joke, and they slow down a little bit, adds a little humor to the roll. You know, I always tell them, you know, slow down. I'm an old man, you fuck. I'll kill you when they get on top of me. I always go when I get up. I'm gonna kill you. And then they giggle. You know, so it's uh. Yeah, I don't yell at people, but I just say little things, and they hear them. To, Slow up the beating. I will tell you this, uh, Joey. Before pre-roll, because we both are are comics by trade, there's always a little bit of like joking to begin with. But one time, Joey, what did you tell me about being Mexican? What was that? Uh, well, first what of all, you, to- you told me you're like you're like you should be good at this because you know you're Mexicans. So you're a tough motherfucker. And then you proceeded to tell me a story about one of your friends on a roof. Oh, Silent Bob. He opened for Felipe Sparza on the road. Silent Bob fell off a ladder one day while he was exterminating with, uh, with uh, what's his name? The guy that goes on the road with Fluffy has an exterminating company, Mondo Casillo. Yeah. So during the week, during the, on the weekends, they're comedians. But during the weekend, uh, during the week, they exterminate animals. And he was on the roof and he fell on his back and he called me up like, Joey, I can't do the gig tonight because I fell on my back. I go, you're a Mexican cocksucker. Get up. You guys don't even have insurance. You guys got portable fucking backs. You guys are as tough as nails. Stop you fucking crying, cocksucker. This is what I'm talking about. Like, normally, if I cuss like that or if I started screaming, it would sound so offensive. For you, it's just so fluid. I love it. I got to work on that. Oh, you have to. There's a, I've been kicking around an idea called Good Morning You, which is like a Skype video message where you just give people inspirational messages. I think it would be phenomenally better if it was just Good Morning with Joey Diaz. And it was just oh, you please, telling I people to... I love to give people messages. Get up, wash your asshole. There's a whole <laughs> world out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wash your dick. You want you to get your dick sucked up. You gotta wash your helmet and get out there with a smile on your face. Everybody wants to get their dick sucked, but nobody takes a shot before they leave the house. <laughs> so you gotta tell them. You gotta remind them sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Watch that. I mean, it's a whole Joey, world out there. For reals, and Kev, he really does do this on his Facebook. Every day, there's a very inspirational message, just like that. Have you ever thought about making like uh, a accessories line or like a daily calendar? Because some of your morning messages are too good for Facebook. Oh, I love it. I love when people throw me off, like they take me off their thing because it's two thirty or something. I love that. <laughs> I love all that stuff when people crack. Like when they want to friend me and then they disappear. And they'll send me like a personal message. We tried to follow you, but it was too rugged and rough. So, uh, Just stop being a pussy with Joey Diaz is basically yeah, what it stop says. Being a pussy with Joey Diaz. But no, man, I'm uh, I love going to jujitsu. You know, I love it with Rafi. I love the place where we're at. 
and I think that uh, sometimes you have to throw humor in there. Yeah. You know, when somebody's rolling and somebody farts sometimes, how funny is that? It's, it's you hilarious. Go, you know, do a hip escape and you fart. If you don't laugh on your own, you don't really have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> you're, and, a, you're a roll with John Evans and fart, and you tell him, John, I fart. He goes, I don't care, keep rolling. I'm like, you're a fucking soldier. I just yeah. fucking walked the Wheel of Fortune section at the South Point the other night with a, with a whey protein fart, and you want to keep rolling. <laughs> John doesn't have flagellants, so he's not accustomed to it. John's never farted a day in his life. I assume, just based off of knowing him. I don't know if that's factually correct. When did you, why did you start getting into jiu-jitsu, just out of curiosity? Uh, well, I know people don't heckle you, not with that cussing, so it couldn't have been no, that. No, no, no. When I came from Cuba, I always joined karate. My mom put me in karate, and after that, I was always kung fu, and there's always been karate, and then... So recently I kickboxed, and one day I said, you know what, man, I'm sick of this. I want to do something different. I had all these jiu-jitsu friends that spoke about jiu-jitsu. I had avoided it because I had never wrestled in high school. So I was always very scared of it. So I, uh, and then finally one day I said, you know, how can you, I got to go in there and try it. But the real thing was I had sleep apnea, and I had fear of being on my back. And I'm the type of guy that once I know I'm scared, that makes me, I have to work to be unscared. And that's Absolutely. the reason why I go to jiu-jitsu, for my sleep apnea and for, it's something that, before before I get in the car to go to jiu-jitsu, I always take an aspirin, I always hug my cats, I hug the baby, and I hug my wife, because I always think I'm going to die. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> By far, it's the hardest thing. The first time I did three hip escapes, I saw the, my head spin. But, and that's what makes me keep going back. That it's so hard. I suck so bad at it. But I have to keep going back. And as a budding stand up comedian, are there parallels there? Did you feel like that Absolutely. when you first started doing stand up comedy? Absolutely. I told you on the phone yesterday when we talked, and I said, you know, the only reason why I keep going back to Jiu Jitsu is because if I would have joined Jiu Jitsu at 28, I would have quit three weeks later. But my experience through comedy is what helps me with everything. Because when I got into comedy, I basically had nothing. I was two or three years out of prison. I was divorced. I had no job. I went for it. And, man, we all know how hard it is in the beginning. Yeah. And, and you get the bite. So like, you and me have gotten the bite in jiu-jitsu. Once you get bitten in, the same thing happens with comedy. You want to move so fast. You want to go from being a white belt to a brown belt. You know, and at least I did. I remember going home at night. When I first started comedy in 91, there used to be a publication. It used to be out of San Francisco, just for laughs. John Fox's clubs up there, when they had a big comedy scene in San Francisco, they used to put out a newspaper, a monthly comedy paper. And in the back of that paper, they had a directory of all the clubs. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I used to come home at night after doing an open mic and bombing, and I would yellow, you know, the, the highlighter. I would highlight the clubs that Sunday I was going to work at, mm. and I would cry myself to sleep. I was so frustrated. I was that frustrated with comedy. I'm even more frustrated with jiu-jitsu. But yeah. after what I went through with comedy, I could do anything mm. from the beginning. Joey, and I love... It's very hard to tell that to somebody at 20 or at 30. It's very hard. When I tell you that it took me 10 years to get good at comedy, you go, well, then why the fuck did you do it? Anybody yes. with a normal brain would go, well, then why the fuck did you do it? 
it's the same thing with jujitsu. You know, John's been doing it for eight years. That's why he's so good. My belief is, just like a comedy, just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. That's what all it's comedy true. is. Keep showing and up, bro. Joey, this is the big thing that I've always wondered is, with you, you have such a nice connection to MMA fans in particular. What is it that you think that attracts them to to your style of comedy? What is it that you think really connects you with them? You know, MMA is not ballet. At the end of the day, MMA is just another word for getting punched in the fucking face for hard. <laughs> okay, okay, getting punched in the fucking face real hard and talking about tying women up and putting bang on their feet and eating their asshole, it goes hand in hand. You fucking know it goes hand in hand. My crazy comedy goes hand in hand with what happens at the UFC. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's craziness. That's what they want. It's this new crazy uh, social network that we have. You know, it's this new MMA. It's this new thing that's come along that swept, you know, society right now. Because it's so funny. When I saw you performing... Uh, it was I, I saw you last year in July very nicely uh, offered to have me come out and see you and you were opening for Joe Rogan and obviously Joe Rogan's going to have a component of people who love him but you had people who just this community embraces you in a way that is so great what is it about it that you found just in connecting with like MMA audiences are, are they different than other kinds of audiences uh well, in MMA, you have jiu-jitsu involved, and you have all the arts also. So, these are all arts. Comedy is an art. Jiu-jitsu is an art. You know, John Evan teaches you an on-bar. Marcelo teaches you an on-bar. John Budd teaches you an on-bar. All three of them are different. You do what works for you. You do the on-bar. You, do, you take a little bit from John. You take a little bit from John Budd. And you take a little bit from Marcelo. And that's where the art comes in. Comedy is the same thing. Comedy is the same thing. We're artists. You know, there's ranting comics, there's prop comics, there's there's uh, dirty comics, there's improv comics. You know, this is just an art. So it all goes hand in hand. We appreciate each other. I appreciate Joe Lozon and what he does. I know the work that goes into MMA. And the MMA crowd looks at me like, Jesus, what he's doing is fucking magic. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm thinking that what they're doing is fucking magic. <laughs> So we're both very intrigued. Yeah, and you know, here's what I always like say. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Dad, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it feels like in in jujitsu and MMA there are no there's no shortcuts and there's no time to uh, to pretend or sort of talk bullshit. Which is, if anyone listens to your comedy, it's very honest. It's just very pure and it's exactly about whatever is going on. And it feels like the MMA community respects that a little more just because you can't bullshit your way out of an armbar, like, to use that example. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And when you appreciate what people put into something, you appreciate the art. Like, you just, something about it, something about it that we both go hand in hand. We go hand in hand evenly, you know? I think that's the attraction. I really don't know, but... My basic thing is we're fucking just crazy. <laughs> we're just all crazy. We're just fucking crazy. This is craziness. Who goes? Who goes? And most people today are eating fucking Mexican food, jumping up and down, <laughs> barbecue, and we're going to go roll at 1 o'clock. 
<laughs> what makes you want to roll at one o'clock on a Sunday is the same thing that makes somebody like Rafi quit his fucking day job, live in poverty, and go do stand up every night. <laughs> is that not craziness? This is crazy. It is, yeah. And Joey, can I ask you this too? Uh, you know, the, you also have a great connection to, I guess, the MMA and even the boxing world. You were recently in Grudge Match and you got to yeah. act against Robert De Niro. Raging Bull, if you would. Uh, what was maybe the craziest experience of that? Exactly my point. Sitting across from Robert fucking Delero. <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> enough. Listen, guys, I did analyze that. I saw him on the set in his trailer as I was walking by. That, to me, was... Listen, when I moved to L.A., I never, I'd always think I'd be an extra in a movie. Never mind being in the fucking movie. You know, I always thought I'd be an extra. So to be in a De Niro movie, I was very proud when I did analyze that, even though the movie blew. I tell you what, fucking this, I was standing opposite him. You know, here's a guy that called me a fat fuck. And every time he'd say it, he'd come to me and go, you're okay with that? This is Robert De Niro. Asking me <laughs> if it's okay if he calls me a fat fuck. <laughs> Uh, if it yeah. helps, I thought your scenes were really hilarious. Like, you had that apathetic cornerman thing <laughs> nailed. It was like, I feel like you were every guy at a gym that people were that people look up to in their elementary school years because he just tells it to them straight. So I, I thought you killed it on that. Well, thank you, man. I, you know, I'm very fortunate, you know, and uh, no, I was very lucky, but that's, that's it in a nutshell. Fuck Stallone and all that stuff. Just being, I still remember being a little boy and watching, uh, not Taxi Driver, but the other one, when he goes to Vietnam and he says Christopher Walken. Deer Hunter? Yeah, I still remember that. So when I was there, you know, the first, I went on a date early and I went on the set and I saw LL Cool J doing his side to De Niro. And the first couple scenes they were doing, LL Cool J kept fucking up. And I knew why when I did my scenes at De Niro. Because when you look at him, guys, you see every character he played. And you choke <laughs> oh, God. Up. Yeah. You just choke up, guys. You just <laughs> choke up. I don't care who you are. But you sit there. When I was sitting in that chair and he came up to me, I saw him and, you know, the one he did with Sean Penn when they were the priests, when they were convicts. <laughs> it was one of the worst movies of all time. We're no angels. Yep. Yeah, we're no angels. I Absolutely. I saw him as the guy in Goodfellas. You saw him as the guy in Taxi Driver. You saw him, you know, and all of a sudden you just get overwhelmed with this fear and you get overwhelmed with, like, uh, pride because you never thought in all your fucking days you were even going to meet this guy. Never mind doing three scenes with him. Yeah. And by the third or second day, I'm having conversations with the guy about life and Cuba and Italians and Jersey, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my fucking god! He's asking me about stand up and how I got into it. So uh, it was a really fucking wild experience, you know. God damn! And like Kevin said, I mean, we were uh, all of us from the gym were so proud of you and and so happy. Like we all have friends who are in the industry who do various degrees of stuff. We have a lot of actor friends and a lot of comic friends, but you know, it's just like you said, you're in a movie with Robert De Niro. So there's a big sense of pride amongst all of us where we were so happy for you, man. It, it, you're so great in it. Um, so compliments to you. Thank you. Bro. I love that. I'm really, you know, listen, man, my social life, believe it or not, is that little V like I 
go to VMAC because uh, I don't want I don't want to be a stand-up comic there. I don't want to be Joey Diaz at all. Yeah. I just want to be a regular schlub in there that gets beat up. Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> is a great place I, for that. Yeah. yeah, when I got my life back from drugs, I used to go to a kung fu school on Vermont. If you're ever on Vermont and you hit Santa Monica, look to your left. There's a yellow kung fu school. It's a black school. It's just black people who go there. And I would go there. I was 418 pounds. I'd go in there and do fucking praying mantises. <laughs> and finally, after two months, somebody was like, did I just see you in Spider-Man? I was like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> because, nobody, because nobody would talk to me about that stuff. They just thought I was some fat slug. And I loved it. I loved it. Nobody came over to me and asked me, are you stretching okay? Or Don't do that. No. Get in there, you fat fuck. Get in there. And I loved it. And I loved it. I loved it. I think if you're living your life and you're not, you don't have to be a tough guy. I don't go to jujitsu to be a tough guy to submit nobody. I go to jujitsu to take my mind off all the other bullshit to just be a regular person for one hour and get choked out and get to smell people's assholes and smell armpits <laughs> and have people sweat on you. That makes, when I leave jujitsu, it's like leaving an open mic and killing. You have a kill at an open mic when all you have is six minutes. Remember the feeling? Yeah. How you want to get home and call CAA and tell them to suck your dick? <laughs> I'll let you know if it happens. I'll I'll keep that on the post if I ever kill a six minute open mic. Yeah, the uh, first time you go to an open mic and you have six minutes and you do eight minutes and you kill. Do you remember that feeling? What it was like, rapping? You go home. You tell your wife to quit a job. You know things are happening. We're going to hell. Nothing happened. You just did eight minutes, but. It's yeah. the biggest day of your life. Every time I leave jujitsu and I get in that car and I smell like ass, I'm the happiest I am all week. I know? use it as therapy. Never been yeah, a big church goer. Yeah. No, me neither. That's why my wife and kid went without me. Yeah. Which, speaking of, we know we have to get you out of here shortly so you can pick them up. Joey Diaz, also the family man. Um, joeydiaz.net is where people can see your touring schedule because you're still touring like crazy as a comedian. Do you love that? Do you do you just will you ever stop touring or is it just something you'll just kind of always do? I hated it till about five years ago, and now because of Twitter, I love it. I love it because the people I communicate with now during the week I get to meet. That's crazy. I never yeah, hear this from a guy like me, but I, I was going to say you on the internet. It's always the opposite. People usually hate Twitter and the people. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. On the internet. And uh, when you communicate with people on the internet on a, on a friendly manner and then you get to meet them, it just does something to you. You're like, wow, you know, this is amazing that I'm communicating with people in two different ways. Then you get to meet them and they talk to you. and It's just amazing, you know. And now, as people know that you do jujitsu, I because I was looking on your tour dates to see if you were in D.C. I was going to bring you out to the gym and uh, beat up on you a little bit if you were at this area. So no, I assume uh, people I, are always looking Baltimore. for you. I'll be in Baltimore. I'll be in Baltimore in October, and I love to. I hang out with John Rallo. He's a Henzo black belt. Yeah, he has a few schools in the Baltimore area. He promotes all the fights. There's a, a new, a new uh, whatever, and he promotes all the fights. So if you want, I'll give you his number. He's a great guy. He's got three jiu-jitsu schools 
and uh, he's 260 fucking pounds, this guy. All Jeez. muscle on his back. It's a tattoo of Jesus choking out Satan. <laughs> fucking beautiful. An angel choking out Satan. Yeah, that's how that's big amazing. his back is. How big is the tattoo, though? Fucking huge. <laughs> it covers his back. He put somebody to sleep at a giant game last year. When the Giants played the Baltimore Ravens last year, the year before, he choked the guy out in the fucking stands. For fun, or were they talking shit? No, the guy (laughs) was talking shit. The guy walked up to him, Bravo just grabbed him by the neck and choked him out. Bravo trained before Abu Dhabi the first time was at John Rallo's gym in Baltimore. I actually feel like I saw that at one of the uh, when they were talking about all the Metamora stuff. I feel like I remember the name John Rallo as they were training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a big guy. So he called me the other day to see how I was doing. I told him that when I go back down there, I would go to his gym. But I'd love to meet you too, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, I got a chance to meet you briefly as you were headed out of VMAC. Um, Raph and I were dicking around, obviously, doing some sketches. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's how you were the purple <laughs> belt or something? You were the purple uh, belt blue. or the brown belt? Blue belt. Yeah, I remember you. I know who the hell you are. Yeah, that was my first. You were my first L.A. star experience. It was like, holy shit, shit. that's Joey Diaz. There ain't no is. stars here. Just fucking regular <laughs> jiu-jitsu guys, just like you, brother. See, you're so fucking humble, too. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, and no, Joey, I'll definitely hit you up to, to get that number. Cause when you're out in Baltimore, I love training at new places and I've never trained up in Baltimore and it's like a 35, 40 minute drive for me. So that's nice and easy. Yeah. Well, I'll do DC next year. You know what? I did good numbers at DC, but the owner didn't like me, but I did really good numbers. I was going to say, I would assume people love you in DC cause a lot of like, uh, that style of comedy does great here. People love it. Yeah. 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 No, the DC club was great. It was the owner. Who didn't like me. I asked her for reefer the first night. She's sitting in the green room, you know, like some fucking groupie or something. And I walked in. She's like, hi, how are you? I go, listen, bro, where's the fucking reefer at? <laughs> the fucking owner of the club. So I guess he took offense. And, uh, you know how that goes. Uh, yeah, next time you're in D.C., I can take care of you on all fronts. We can do. I can help out. We're going to wait right, for D.C. Brother. Well, we appreciate you stopping by the podcast a ton. It looks like Raph's cutting in and out, um, but I th- it sounds like you've got to you've got to head and pick up some people. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm right in front of the place now. I love you guys, and I can call back. So let me know what you need. I'll call you back. You have a awesome. great day. We'll Thanks, talk to you Joey. later. Thank you, my brother. I'll see you next time. All right, I'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs> the one, the only, Joey Coco Diaz. Big thanks to Joey Diaz. Some really good insight in there, too. He's got yeah. the uh, some pearls of wisdom that were really helpful for me, especially as um, I got a lot of stand-up comedy coming this week. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I got to persevere. I got to stop. Uh, I got to fucking man up. <laughs> he's, he's the best. I will say this, and uh, this is a huge, huge note for anybody who, who has trained with Joey. They know for sure. When Joey first walked into our place, it was a surprise. I didn't, I didn't think that was him at first. I was like, oh, is that Joey Diaz? That's so weird. He wouldn't come here. And then you go up and you talk to the guy and you're like, hey, Joey Diaz, are you Joey Diaz? And he just was like, do I fucking look like Joey Diaz? Yeah, you beautiful cocksucker, you. 
And you're always like, man, he cusses in the best way possible yeah. and gives you the best fucking uh, – like he's super complimentary and, and super great. But let me say this about Joey Diaz. He has improved so much in his jiu-jitsu since he first stepped foot at Valley Martial Arts Center and all of us couldn't be happier for the guy. Just watching his progress is the best thing in the entire world. So if you ever wanted to know what it's like to train with Joey Diaz, just know – that take the funniest guy at your gym and uh, completely forget about him because he's nowhere near as funny as Joey. I promise you. <laughs> y- you will – you roll with him and you just – you're always laughing. You're in a great mood. And I think that's his gift is that he puts everybody around him in such a better space and he's a truly caring individual. So uh, our thanks to him for stopping by. Uh, just so proud of how, how far he's come in jiu-jitsu and how much more he's going to end up doing in it. Yeah, seems like one of those people that just gets the mentality. So I'm sure he's growing. Yep. Instrumentally. Uh, plus, I just really like to hear him cuss at me while trying to choke him out. That would be fantastic. I will you say... You're not going to get that fucking triangle. Oh, what? <laughs> he has definitely... It, it is very much a, a comic moment between the two of us uh, whenever we're, we're about to roll. And, you know, he'll be checking in. Like It is very that old school, like, how's comedy going? You gigging good? You better be fucking out there, man. You fucking funny as shit. You know that shit. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm funny. I don't know. You're funny. I don't know. <laughs> You're hilarious. He just has that natural. He walks up and just the the stage, he just kind of lights up. It's a good, it's like, God, I got to get there. Yeah. I'm start working He's, on that. Ah, oh, the best. Raf, it's time for shoutouts. Yes. Like a nice vocal thing for that. I'll work on it. We're going to drop for the show. <laughs> that won't be it. Don't worry, everybody. That's not going to do it. Uh, BJJ and MMA Academy out there in Chantilly got the shit wrist locked out of me. Nearly broke the damn thing, by the way. Um, I was going Hold on. For- Hold on. I don't, I don't like this, Kev. What? I'm all for you getting wrist locked, but I, just right to the level. I don't want you to get your arm broken or anything. I just I, I want it right up to the second. I tapped. And then <laughs> I had to do, I did a, ooh, tap. It was one of those, like, at first I had to let the pain out and then yeah. I could uh, verbally tap. And he, it was, I mean, it was my fault. Like, I was starting to darse and he just had it. And the way I moved to pressure um, was not good for my wrist. So we're okay. We're fine. All right. I just want to say, I, I've put a bounty on your head and <laughs> I don't, maybe I'm having second thoughts. I'm not sure yet. Oh, please. The bounty had little to do with me getting wrist locked. It certainly doesn't help. It certainly makes it funnier. Um, but it had little to do with getting why I got wrist locked. I'd like to think I have all to do with it, but all right, go for it. Teach their own. Live in your own reality. It's beautiful there. <laughs> BJJ Finder, the world's premier jiu-jitsu site locator. Also got the app. Plug in your zip code, find a gym, unleash the bitchiness that builds from traveling and not doing jujitsu. Um, my girlfriend is always like, maybe you should find a gym. Maybe it's time for you to go do a little training. Just a suggestion. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> and that's going to do it for me tonight, Raph. Uh, let's go ahead and start by shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. That has been, we talked about VMAC with Joey, so that's been, like, building. I have wanted to unleash a VMAC yell for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, well, VMAC! Yeah, I'm glad Sorry. We could, we could do that <laughs> just for you, Kev. Uh, 
I want to say thank you to everybody training out there. If you guys are ever interested to come train with one and a half funny per people, uh, I guess you could put me and Joey in that category. He takes <laughs> together pretty much all of that. Together, we are one and a half funny individuals. Uh, but yes, Joey is one of our great training partners out there. I want to thank him for doing our podcast today. Um, let's also recognize all of the great people who came to my show. Kev, do you know what it's like to look out and uh, do a talk show and see your audience comprised of one-fourth of your training partners? I do not. It is intense because these people, as hard as they train, when they come to this show, they're ready to laugh and they are they are serious about their laughing. Uh, I had somebody yell out zing from my <laughs> gym in the middle of it and it's a guy who's – so ridiculously like good at, at jujitsu that you know when you're up there you are acting instinctively and when he yelled out zing to one of my jokes i just looked at him and i was like who yelled out zing i want your name and social security number and it was weird to see him get a look of like oh no and then slowly remember oh wait i'm great at jujitsu uh, so that was a funny moment to have, but everybody who came out and supported it, it's so great. And to everybody who did come out to our, uh, second anniversary of early late night, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. We got to do some good stuff. We actually got John Evans involved in a stunt. So, uh, he definitely helped out. I mean, a stunt. And what does that mean? There was, a, there was a stunt. There was an opening, uh, stunt that he helped me out with. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. And then, you know, you'll have to check early late night.com for more information about that, you guys. And we'll get that video up probably in the next few weeks or so, whenever they fucking send it to me. So there's that. (laughs) They take forever to send those fucking videos out. You do them like they go, oh, no, it takes 10 business days. It's like, no, it doesn't. You just download it and then you send it. But 10 business days nonetheless. So anyway, uh, my thanks to everybody who came out. It was a lot of fun. Really, really enjoyed it. So uh, my thanks to my cast and crew, writers, all that good stuff. And uh, to Austin Stack, my co-host, who Kevin is very jealous of for whatever reason. Um, Looks, talent, closeness with you. Fair enough. Those are just three. (laughs) Those are just three off the top of your head. Uh, But yeah, my my thanks to everybody for that. I also want to give a a nice, nice shout out to our friends at Subconscious Jiu-Jitsu. This is a guy named Brent Bernstein who is one of the best photographers out here in SoCal who does jiu-jitsu work. We've always been acquaintances, but we've never really officially met or trained with one another. And he's a black belt under Jean-Jacques lineage. So we're in the same kind of family, but we haven't had the chance of training with each other yet. And I went to his gym subconscious the other day, and it's so great because he sees me and he just goes, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm thinking in my head, that's never been said to me ever. Like, I've gone to dozens of gyms. And I've had people be like, oh, it's really cool you're here. Brent was actually like, I'm excited you're here. And I'm like, why? And you instantly find out it's because he has uh, a great gym. All of his people are so nice. His level of instruction is super great. And uh, to see him and John Evans work together is one of the best things you can behold. But uh, I will tell you this, Kevin. I was a little miffed. Do you know why? No, why were you miffed? Okay. I don't know that if when you go train at another place or at your gym, when the instructor shows a counter to something you're good at. Oh, actually, yeah, that does piss me off. Okay. 
Andrew's been teaching people how to fight the Kimura, especially from top, (laughs) like how to reverse it. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been very awkward to watch uh, when you're a visitor at a new gym and you see Brent teaching everybody like, you you guys ever notice when people do this? And I go, "Uh uh-oh. This is not going to go well. That's that's bread and butter for me. So I would prefer you not to teach that. Like it's taking everything in me in the corner not to be like, shh, Brent, no, no, Brent, no. Like I really need that. that Don't just not that one. Teach them like a wrist lock or something. It's cool. There are other ones, right? Like anything else. And uh, it was just – it was so funny. And then uh, all of his, his, his class and his, his teammates were so – or his students were so great and, and uh, got the chance to roll with them. Got the chance to roll with Brent who obviously is amazing at it. So uh, just my thanks to them for creating such a fun and cool environment and I look forward to coming back and training there at some point. But they couldn't have been nicer to me. So uh, we definitely want you guys to go check out Subconscious Jiu-Jitsu. It is – not only a steal of a deal that he's doing, I think he's doing like five, six weeks for $49. But when you see the level of instruction he brings you, it's insane. So I, I can't recommend it enough. Check them out on uh, on the internet. I'll go ahead and put it up on our website a little bit later. But my thanks to them. And uh, you know what, Kev? I think that's going to do it for me on Shoutouts this week. Hey, that means that'll do it for us here at Verbal Tap this week. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Be back! Shut up. Like, I, I, when you don't say cut, but I know you're waiting to do something. Be back! <laughs>